Hi, this is Pastor Ben Fagelin from Bright Church. I'm so glad you're listening to this podcast. I hope this message inspires you, deepens your relationship with God, and that you're encouraged in your faith. We hope to see you soon at Bright. I was watching movies. Um, you know, Sarah and I love watching movies, and, and we were watching one recently, and um, it was a 90s movie. Does anybody love 90s movies? It's just nostalgic. takes me back. And uh, as, so anyway, we're watching this uh, 90s movie, and it was about a, a bank robbery. And so in this movie, um, there, there were some major elements of this bank robbery. And number one is these guys that wanted to be rich, and they wanted to uh, had this picture of what their lives was going to look like. They had a vision for it, and they decided that they were going to make a plan to make that a reality. So, so they, they were making this plan for how they were going to do it, and they, they kind of set up this... Um, like bank mock-up bank environment and then they would run through what the robbery was going to be like when they did it for real so that everybody knew the role that they had to play and everyone knew where to stand and everyone knew you know who's going to take out the security guard and who's going to walk over to the you know teller and who's going to do what right and so everyone knew their roles to play so that when the thing actually happened they knew exactly what they were supposed to do and so they could rehearse for it. We don't really get that in life. We don't really get to rehearse for, for, for what we do. Uh, I, I think that so many of us are trying to figure out our role in the grand plan, our role in the bigger picture. And here's the thing, is that if you don't understand the grand plan, if you have no idea what the plan is, you have no idea what God is doing on planet Earth, then it makes it a lot harder to understand how your role fits into the big picture. So I want to preach a message to you guys this morning called, What's the Plan Again? What's the plan again? Because I don't know about you, but I have felt like this before. So I want to read to you out of John chapter 15 in verse 1. It says this, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. That's it. Have you ever been confused about God's plan? You ever been confused about what God is doing on planet Earth, specifically located to your life? I think so many of us in different seasons have tried to interpret our circumstances and understand what God is doing in the big picture or how He's involved in our lives. So many people have experienced this you might be here this morning and you just can't get a job. Everything that you do, you can't get a job. And, and so you have this question in your head that says, how can this be part of the plan? How, how is this meant to be part of the plan, God? I, I can't get a job. Some of you have jobs, but you don't like your boss. And you have done everything. You've prayed for your boss so many times. And that, that will change, right? Cam, don't laugh. You're on team here. So <laughs> you prayed for your boss so many times and, and, and said, you know, God, would you help him, change him, and, and all the rest of it? And you can't figure out why that hasn't happened yet. And you're like, but how can this be part of the plan? For some of us, it's so much more serious than just jobs and, and, and who we work for. It's about the relationships, the broken relationships that we have in our lives. And we look back and reflect on seasons that have been and things that have happened. And we think, how could that have been part of the plan? What's the plan again? I don't know. What's the plan again? This doesn't look how I thought that it would look. I have felt like that so many times. In fact, I remember years ago, you know, when I was uh, young, my, my, my grandfather died. And at the time, it was just rocked my world. 
And I couldn't understand why uh, my, my grandfather died because we prayed for him and he wasn't healed. And, and, and we couldn't understand why God wanted to heal him. Is this the plan? Is that meant to be the plan? Yeah, is this part of the plan, God? Like, we, we prayed. You said that if we pray and then we did and then nothing happened, is this part of the plan? So many of us try to figure out what the plan was. Well, that thing really, to be honest for me, it totally messed up my idea about how God should work and how God should operate, and I couldn't understand it. You know, as you get older, you start to understand that people don't live forever. And that people, when they get older, they eventually die. And, and it's just part of what happens, right? But when you're young and you're trying to figure it out, it has the capacity to make you ask, God, what are you doing? What are you up to? You know, can I trust you in this? You know, for some of us, these questions become so significant around specific seasons. Like some of you may have experienced a time when you had a, a child that was sick, and you're like, how can this be part of the plan? Especially if it was incurable. How could this be part of the plan? This, 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 is, this is not part of God's plan. This cannot fit into the big picture of things, you know? I don't understand what you're doing in my situation. Hey, what's the plan again, God? What's the plan? Like, could you bring me up to speed with what the plan is? So many people are making decisions in life and they don't understand how their present reality could ever be part of God's plan. There are people, people that um, they stand at the altar making a decision to get married for the rest of their life. And they stand across for someone. And when the celebrant says, and will you love this person for the rest of your life? And will you be faithful to them? You know, as long as you both shall live, they say yes. And both mean it at that time. But then we know that people get divorced. And my point is that, you know, life sometimes happens outside of what we have planned. And, and, and when that begins to happen, it's, it is a significant challenge to us to try to interpret our present circumstances. We have preconceived ideas about the way that God should work. I don't know about you, but I have a picture of how my life should look. And then I have the present reality of what my life actually is. If you don't know this or not, you have a picture of how your life should work. And that's why every time something happens that's outside of that picture, that's why you become so disillusioned. That's why you become so frustrated or disappointed. Trying to understand where God is in the big picture. Because it doesn't look like how you planned. And it doesn't look like what you thought it would look like. We have preconceived ideas. Everyone's got a plan. A plan normally begins by having a vision of how things should look. And then once we've got a vision about how we should look, we start to make a plan for how we can make our lives look like what we want it to look like. We could call that a mission. You know, uh, What's our mission? Our mission is the stuff that we do every day that brings us closer to the vision that we see, for the plan that we have. And whether you know it or not, you are actually working towards this every day. It's forming part of your life now. You may not know, but you're actually doing this. And so along the way, we sometimes measure what we think our lives should look like. We measure if what the the plan that's unfolding, does this look like how I saw it? Is, is, Is what's happening now, is this in alignment with where I saw my life going? Some of us are even bigger plan than that and we and we develop strategies to deliver this plan well first i'm going to do this and then i'm going to do that and then this is how it's going to work out 
And every now and then, seasons will come up in your life. And when that kind of season comes, you say, how? I mean, I do strategy planning for my life. God, how is this part of your strategy to to bring my life closer to that picture that I had? I mean, are you even in this strategy? Are you in this at all? Like, God, are you even... Are you even here? Because you're good. And if you're good, why does my life look like this? Are Are you even in here? You might not know. But this thought has sent millions and millions of people, not away from the church, away from God. They have left, not church, they have left God completely. Because they believe that God is good, but they don't understand how what's happening could be part of his plan. And they start to ask questions, have questions inside of their head that cannot be answered. This one thought set the course for my life for many years because I couldn't interpret how what happened with my grandfather could be possibly part of God's strategic plan to bring me to the place where I thought that I should be. A lot of us have ideas about where we think we should be. Many Porsches have been bought because of this. I don't, I, with zero research, I wonder how many Porsches have been bought because of someone having a middle life crisis. Crisis? Do you know what the crisis is? That my life doesn't look how I planned. That's the crisis. In other words, I thought that I'd be here by now. I thought we'd have children already. I thought my business would be successful after five years. I thought I would have X amount of dollars in my bank account at this point in my life. I thought my house would be paid off right now. And we have this, just fill in the blank with whatever it is or wherever you think you should be. And you don't have to be mature age to experience this. Everyone has a little bit of an idea about where they should be. And we get to a crisis point when we suddenly realize that what we saw doesn't match up with how we're living. And it starts to eat away at you. It starts to get frustrating. Let me ask you a question. How many of you could say that life has always worked out 100% exactly as I planned? No one. No one says that it works out because life continues to surprise us with things that, that never fit into our plan. And you want to know the truth about all of this? You don't know the plan. And because you don't know the plan, but you have a picture of what you think it should look like, when things happen in your life that don't look like what you planned because you don't understand the plan, you get frustrated, you get disappointed, you get disillusioned. This is what has driven people away from a relationship with God. I wonder what event in your life has tried to convince you that the plan was off track. I wonder what event has happened in your life that made you suddenly reconsider everything you thought was true about God and made you think, 
This plan is way off track. What was it that happened in your life that made you think God is far, that things are random, that stuff is just happening? This is a scale. At one end, we think it's luck. And at the other end of luck, it's like everything is fixed and you don't have a choice. But, but if, if there's no grand plan, if there's none of that, then it's got to be luck. What's luck? It's just random events that are happening. It's just unfolding. No one's overseeing them. Nobody knows what's happening in them. They're just unfolding and you're just walking through it. And God's not even in it. Many of you, if, if you're here today and you're a Christian... If you're not a Christian, you may not even understand why I say this. But if you are a Christian and I say, do you believe in luck? Christian people will say, no, because you know that's the right answer. But there are times when you don't want to risk that bad luck could happen. Like, I wonder if you saw a ladder, if you would just, not that you believe in luck, but why risk it? Let's just walk around it. I... (laughs) It's, not, it's just not worth risking that. Or you're on your way somewhere and a black cat walks across the path and you're like, you know what, I didn't, want, I didn't, I didn't want to leave the house anyway. Let's go home, you know. And, 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 and that's luck. And that's, that's luck. That's things just that's sort of unfolding and, and random things happening and maybe bad luck, but no one's controlling it. And, and it's just bad things. The universe bringing bad things into your life. Things don't happen the way you plan them all the time. And a lot of people get anxious about what that might happen. You know, anxiousness is this like perpetual state of worry about what could be your life tomorrow. And, and, and if you live like that, it's going to bring fear into your life. Now, let me tell you why this is important. You need to know that the devil will always feed your fears because fear destroys fruit. Fear will destroy fruit. Have you ever just had that voice that's spoken to you and said, but what if this happens? But what if is the devil's favorite way to start a sentence. You thought you were in the clear, but what if? I thought my child was going to be healthy, but what if? Right? This thing, but what if, rocks people's world and it brings fear. Now, what did Jesus say? Let me read the scripture to you again. He said in verse 2 of chapter 15, he said, Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. God's plan for you is to bear fruit. Isn't that good? Just look at the person next to you and say, that's good. Because God's plan for you is to bear fruit, right? Do you know how he gets the fruit? Prunes you. He, will, he prunes to produce fruit. Here's the problem. When you experience the pruning, you say, what's the plan again? What's the plan again? The very thing that God is using to produce fruit in your life is the same thing that makes you think the plan is off track. What's the plan again? God uses situations and circumstances to produce character inside of us that will produce the fruit that's in alignment with what He wants to see in your life. I've discovered this to be true about God. What He wants in my life and what I want in my life, they are not always the same thing. Sometimes they're completely different things. See, no matter what you do, you're getting cut. 
if you're not producing fruit, the branch gets taken away. That sounds painful. If you are producing fruit, he's going to cut you back. Why? Because there's a goal here to produce more fruit. But when you get the cut, you think, what's the plan again? This didn't fit in line. I I, I thought that things would get better from here. And I'm telling you right now, it's not off track just because you got cut back. Just because you had a pruning season doesn't necessarily mean that it's a setback. You know what I've discovered in life? So often what I thought was a setback was a set up. Because God will often build a platform for his glory. And we go through seasons. Let me ask you a question. Who wants a testimony? Yep, one person. Because everyone knows the test comes before the testimony. And we want the testimony. Can I find a way to get the testimony but go around the test? No, that's how it happens. Testimony, it's even in the word, to help you figure out how it's supposed to work. See, just because you got cut back doesn't mean that you're cut off from God. It doesn't mean that you're set back. Oftentimes what it means is that we're set up. Let me read a scripture to you. This comes out of Romans chapter 8. It says this in verse 28, And we know that for those who love God, that's a specific group of people, all things, that just means all things. All things work together for good. That's not your good. That's God's good. For those who are called according to his purpose. Verse 29, for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. God has a plan in here somewhere. His plan is to conform you to the image of his son. You don't always get that from walking of season of blessing into blessing into blessing. In fact, Oftentimes, God uses the pruning to produce the fruit that he wants to see in your life. Except we don't always see that. So when we get pruned, we think we're sometimes cut off and we say, is this the plan? What's the plan, God? What's the plan again? This is not looking how I thought that it would look. This is not how I thought that it would go. And we start to ask, where am I supposed? supposed to be? What am I supposed to do? Who am I supposed to be with? Where should my life be right now? And I don't know if you've got unanswered questions in your life. I don't know how to answer them, but here's what I can tell you. God knows exactly where you are. He knows every thought that's presently going through your head. He knows every worry, every concern, and he has every idea about how you thought the plan was off track and he knows what he's going to do to bring that to completion for his good. He knows all of that. He's across all of it. You know, I was watching, um, I have a, actually, it's, I have an app on my phone. It's called Instant Movie Database, IMDB. If you're a parent, this is a great idea. It's got a parent's guide in there. Make sure your kids don't watch crazy stuff. So I'm on this app, and I'm, and I'm looking at it, and they've got this cool little clip that you can watch, and it's called Script to Screen. And what it is, is the bottom third of a screen that you watch has the script, the original script that was written. 
And in the top two thirds, they have the final cut of the movie that that script was used for. So as you're watching it, the scene is playing out in the top two thirds of the screen and the script is just rolling on by in the bottom third of the screen. You with me? All right. So when you read the script, it doesn't necessarily look all that impressive. It's just words on a page. And that's not that impressive. But you start to watch the clip come to life. And what looked like just words on a page when it becomes real life and you watch it play out looks so much more emotional, has so much more drama, has so much more action. You just read words on a page and it didn't look like much. But when the script went to the screen and it took on this this very highly visual image that was emotive, it's completely different. And my point is oftentimes we read a script about how things are going to go and when it goes to the screen, your life, it's so much more emotional than you ever thought it was when you read it in the book. Can I read the script to you? Is that okay? Here's what it says. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit He takes away and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. It's just words on a page. How many times have you read that? You read it and it doesn't necessarily look like much because it's the script. When it starts to play out in your life and the pruning begins to happen, you say, what's the plan again? What's the plan? Because when I read it, I understood it. But now that I'm living it, it's not as good as when it was in the book. It's so much more emotive. It's so much more real. And as you start to experience these seasons, and everyone will have a season like this at some point in in their life, you will hear a lie that says to you, there is no grand plan. There, God is not at work in your circumstances. He doesn't know. He's not aware. And by the way, he doesn't even care. And you hear that like, there's no plan in this, which is why when things happen in your life, it just looks like random events that are unfolding and God is far and distant because we can't interpret how what we experience matches up with what we saw when we started out in life. And you hear the lie. You can't trust him. You can't trust God. If he was willing to let this happen to your daughter, then, then how could you trust him with your own life? If he was willing to let this happen with your son, you can't trust him with your own life. And I bet that we are not the only people that have heard that lie. Like, I wonder if Paul and Silas had the same kind of thought when they were locked in prison for doing everything that God told them to do. And here they are. And they were just obeying what God said. They were doing everything that he asked and they ended up in prison for it. And I wonder, shackled in prison, whether they thought, was this the plan? Because we just did what you asked and now we're in prison. What's the plan again, God? Did we get it wrong? Did we mess up? Is this punishment? Are you punishing us by putting us in prison because we didn't actually follow the plan and even though we thought it was, somehow we messed it up? What's the plan again, God? 
I wonder if Peter felt that way when Peter got put into prison. And Peter, there he is in prison, and the religious leaders have locked him up for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I wonder when Peter was in prison, if he thought, God, is this the plan again? Because I thought you called me to preach, but I can't do that if I'm dead. So what's the plan again? What's the plan? Like, if, if what's currently being threatening to me, if this actually works out, how is this possibly part of your plan? I wonder if Jesus felt like that when he went and he got baptized in the River Jordan and then they brought him up and the Spirit of God, not the devil, the Spirit of God led him out into the wilderness where he would face temptation for 40 days. And I wonder if at any point during that 40-day period, he thought, is this the plan, God? Was this supposed to be how this would work? Because it doesn't really look like how I thought it would look. I wonder if Joseph, Joseph, all he did was have a dream from God. God gave him a dream. He just shared it with his brothers and his mom and his dad. And his brothers hated him for the dream. And so they put him in the pit. And then if that wasn't bad enough, they sold him to slave traders. And then the slave traders sold him to Potiphar. And he did a good job. God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to serve you. I'm going to honor you with my whole life until he gets accused of doing something he never did and thrown into prison. And I wonder if in prison he was in there thinking, what's the plan again, God? Because the dream that you gave me doesn't line up with my present reality. What's the plan for this? Because if I stay in here, I can't do anything that you gave me a dream and a vision for. What's the plan again, God? Is this the plan? That doesn't make sense. But of course, if you know the story, Joseph gets out of the prison, goes into the palace, and it's only at the end of his life, you can read it at the end of the book of Genesis, he says, ah, I get it. So what they meant for evil, you meant for good. It's only at the end of his life that he says it. I wonder if his whole life through he was saying, is this the plan? Because it doesn't look like how it's supposed to look. It doesn't, this is not the life that I signed up for. It's not the one that I wanted to live. And I guess what I'm communicating to you is that oftentimes what you think is your biggest let down can be your greatest set up. And the plan is his but the trust is yours. He knows the plan, but you need to begin to trust him in it because sometimes there's going to be seasons that don't look like what you had vision for in your own life and how you respond will determine the fruit. Have you ever noticed that most of our scripts end up in happiness? Like when you're writing the script for your own life, of course it ends in happiness. Like who writes a script and says, and we were devastated, the end. No one writes that script. Your life, the script of your life is, and they lived happily ever after. Thank you, Disney. That's, that's what we want. We, we write that script. And I'm not telling you that God doesn't want you to be happy because you're like, well, this is not looking good. But it's not that God doesn't want you to be happy. It's just that there's a bigger plot here. And the story of your life, which by the way, you are the main feature of. You feature in it. The story of your own life, you're the main character, but you're just not the main character in the big picture. 
You're not the main character in the overarching plot. You're not the main character in the overarching grand plan. In fact, you are a subplot of a much larger story that you need to start to wrap your head around. In fact, if you read that passage of Scripture again, it gives you a good indication of where you fit into the grand scheme of things. John 15 says this, you, you're the branch. Look at the person next to you and say, you're just a branch. I know you thought that you were special. You're, you're a branch. And in the story, Jesus, was he say, I, 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 you're, you're the branch. He says, I'm the vine. And then he goes beyond that and he says, and God is the vine dresser that's doing the pruning, who has the whole picture. Let me, let me help you this morning. Branch, vine, vine dresser. Some of you look confused. It's branch, vine, vine dresser. The branch does not have in mind what the vine dresser does. All the branch can see is the fruit that's at the end of his life. But the vine dresser is putting a much larger framework and picture together. This thing that I'm talking about is the grand plan. And if you're trying to figure out what the grand plan is, it's God reconciling the whole world to himself. And this plan is grand. It transcends space and time. It began before you even drew your first breath. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. No heavens and no earth. It was just God. Don't try to think about how, how there were no heavens. That hurts your brain. But there's just God, Father, Son, Spirit. No angels, no nothing. They weren't eternal. Just God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. The three of them eternally living. And He puts a plan into effect. It starts before time exists, so it transcends time and space. It's a big plan. It's a huge plan. And you would think that a plan that big, a plan that grand, that involves billions of people and spans thousands and thousands. We don't even know how long because it began before time began, and so we can't even quantify it, right? But a plan that big, you could be tricked into thinking that in the middle of that whole plan, that you would be lost in it. That in the middle of a plan that big, so big, that God has no idea where you are. But that's not what the Scripture says. In fact, if you read the Scriptures, it says, Revelations chapter 13 and verse 8, that there is a book with your name in it. God knew that your name would be in there because for those whom He foreknew, He also predestined that they might be conformed into the image of His Son, so He knew you. Which means if He knew you at the beginning of time, because that book was written long ago, if He knew you at the beginning of time, right now, He hasn't missed a thing. He knew every decision you'd make. He knew every circumstance you'd face. 
He knew what would happen with your marriage and He knew what would happen with your kids. He knew what would happen with your job. He knew what would happen with your boss. He is across every single detail of your life and He knows it intimately. And the reason that He knows, He knows enough to know how your story ends up. Because while you're living it out, there's a script that's at work here. How do we know that? Because somehow your name is written in the book of life before you even drew your first breath. So He must know exactly where you are right now to know that that's where you'd end up tomorrow. I'm telling you, don't just trust the plan. You trust the one that runs it because the same one that runs the plan is the same one that gave everything for it. He sacrificed His only Son so that the plan could come together. You're a subplot, but the main character is Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about. And through Jesus, He reconciles the world to Himself so that He could write this plan and eventually come to a place where He writes your name in the book. That's His plan to reconcile the world to Himself and He does it through the person of Jesus. And if if you don't know this message, you don't know this person called Jesus, it's this simple. The Bible says that we are not perfect. We are so far from perfect. that We have made mistakes and those mistakes are serious. The Bible calls it sin. And you should know that sin is serious when it comes to Jesus. The way that He looks at it. We could never live the perfect life, which was the only way to get into heaven. So He sent His one and only Son to die on the cross, to live a perfect life and die on the cross so that He could pay the penalty for our sin so that we would never have to. And in that one act, the plan begins to take shape because He starts to reconcile the world to Himself. It doesn't always feel like that. You know, what I want to do this morning is to pray for people who just have not been able to interpret their present or past circumstances because what you're currently experiencing doesn't look like anything that you planned. Could you stand to your feet? Hey, thanks for listening to the Bright Weekly Podcast. We hope you're encouraged today and we'd love to see you at one of our services. So to connect further with us, head over to brightchurch.com.